2: Is the story of 2018 so far? Will we or won't we freak out as rates creep higher? But, but, there's a big but out there. Oil it's $80 a barrel. That can have a thing that can crimp the U.S. growth. Stock market richards some modest gains in recent sessions, but... Nothing too crazy. Cisco topped expectations. Cisco systems. The ruler of routers. The sultan of switches. All about the cloud computer now. We've had internetworks. We've had networks. We've got interplanetary networks. Wide area networks. Cisco's all about it, right? Walmart has gotten a favorable response following their earnings. Cisco comes up with their earnings. And, eh, they topped revenue expectations and earnings expectations, kept everything in line. There was some disappointment overall. So those shares are down. But Walmart, on the other hand, had a better-than-expected first quarter, which included a 2.1% increase in Walmart U.S. comparable same-store sales. A nice push. Their stock's moving higher. Walmart has done some acquisitions like Flipkart that are going to completely hurt its uh dilute its earnings per share for the next two years. So Wall Street focuses on what Wall Street focuses on. That's why sometimes you can be right with the idea of the stock, but it may not have the earnings that that gets other investors involved, it may not have the revenue. With respect to the initial claims reports, it's that first, it's not that first Thursday, but it's every Thursday, it showed first-time unemployment claims marched higher, 222,000. Uh, that's a good number. Any number under 350,000, pretty darn good. Key takeaway is that you always look at when the survey is done, and the weather conditions. um, Because a lot can affect data on a month-to-month level. We saw the Philadelphia Fed Index, which you keep hearing about different regions in the United States, the Northeast, the South, Central, the West, Southwest, Pacific Northwest, and you can watch the numbers, you know, pretty clearly and see how they're playing out for you. Uh, but like the Philadelphia Fed Index had some encouraging data points. It did show that the prices received index, which is a reflection of the manufacturers' own prices, that increased, which is inflationary. your treasury note sits at 3.1%. So it's kind of gone through that 3% level pretty quickly all things considered. As it marches higher. This weekend we get the royal wedding. And I gotta say I don't care. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Are you going to be up? Are you gonna watch it? Sprinkles Cupcakes, the cupcake chain with 24 locations, is selling a lemon blueberry cupcake frosted with St. Germain elderflower vanilla, very similar to what the cake is going to be at the big wedding when Harry met Meghan, when the U.S. and England fixed our diplomatic problems of forever sworn enemies, and became friends. All because of a wedding. Kentucky Fried Chicken won't miss a chance to jump into some commercial advertising. Even though what Kentucky Fried Chicken has to do with the whole thing, we don't know. But supposedly Prince Harry proposed over a roast chicken. I don't know if I believe that one. I don't know if I believe that one. KFC's giving away 50 limited edition commemorative chicken buckets. Ooh, it's got the crest on it. Gold flourishes. British and American flags. Only 50. Supply and demand. Do you think more than 50 crazy old cat ladies, women with 20 cats or more, do you think more than 50 will line up in desire for that piece of Pottery. That is finger-licking good. You can also win one online, which is made from bone china. And, and, uh, from, it's made from bone china, which contains, I think, 13% more bones. Ooh. Burger King, the royalty of the United States, the royal burger, the royal hamburger. Uh, you would think it's the fish fillet, but now it is the whooper. It celebrated the union of the Brit and a not-as-famous American actress with a new limited-edition sandwich called the American Royale. It's on sale now for the next three days in the UK. It's a crispy piece of chicken iceberg and lettuce. I, I And there's two onion rings on it, which obviously clearly signify the royal matrimony. And only a one one dollar one pound ninety nine. How do you say that? Oh 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 oh! Velveeta, even though shells and cheese is common for co- the commoners of the world, they're gonna sell some crowns and cheese. So Whoa. I know you're saying really. And they're giving away eight hundred boxes there, and you can check it out at Royal RoyalTreatYourself.com. Royaltreatyourself.com. I can't make this up. This is marketing one oh one.
1: You've got
2: to be. Then on top of it, you get Dunkin' Donuts. They got the Royal Love Donut, which, you know, heck, I'm all about that. Who doesn't like Royal Love and Art? The heart shaped filled donut. It's frosted with the chocolate icing and the strawberry drizzle on sale through Sunday. So the royal wedding this weekend, and then we'll finally say, nuts." Who cares? And we'll move on with our life. But this is Princess Diana's baby. You're my baby. You're always my baby. So Tesla needs to raise about $10 million in the next two years to keep going. So this has one analyst. There's a $195 price target on it, it gives you a 30% decline. That's a lot of money tomorrow. And when, you, when the market kind of knows that, they kind of put you in between a rock and a hard place. CEO Elon Musk won't have trouble acquiring the extra cash, but the infusion will likely present its own costs with additional debt and maybe diluting current shareholders. So that's not good which is nice. I'm Rob Black, talking all things in financial, money, investing, more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. <laughs>
1: sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220
2: KDOW. Rob Black, uh, talking money unless you more. Corporate earnings are up 25% in the first quarter year over year, but the Standard & Poor's 500, the S&P 500, that index, that you know, often quoted market, how did the markets do today? Well, they were up 2% for the year. That's the S&P 500 usually is what people are talking about. History suggests that historically now is not the best time to be an investor. Because earnings are already at 25%. What got us here? The stock market has lifted for nine years. Few on Wall Street expect the market to go up every year. And when earnings are this good, what's the next step for earnings? Probably less good. Now, the good news is they're there. And that cash could be used to hire people, it could be used for infrastructure, it could be used for buying back shares or increasing dividends. Corporate profits are in a state of bliss right now. Euphoria, heaven, nirvana. Woo-hoo! Right? If Homer's in, I'm in. Whoa. But, 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 again, profits up 25% and a market up just 2%. There's a contrarian story to tell. When earnings growth joins the greater than 20% club, the stock market has has a keen ability to sniff off and and really smell out the inflection points in advance. 20% plus earnings growth is good news in an absolute sense, no doubt about it. But it also likely represents a rare you know, a sign that we could be at the ultimate peak growth rate. Do you remember when you were, gosh, I don't know, in your teens and you were able to play basketball for seven or eight hours? Or you were able to dance and not get crazy bunions or problems? Earnings growth of more than 20% has been the worst time for stock market performance. Historically speaking, when we go down 25%, when earnings growth is down 25% year over year, the market tends to go down 23%, which sounds about right. When earnings are down 10%, the market goes up 25% historically. This is in the last 90 years. When the market's somewhere between down 10% and up 10%, it tends to uh, go up 9.2%. 10 to 20% growth in earnings. The market goes up 7.4%. So historically speaking, the best time to buy earnings or to buy the stock market is when earnings are down. And that's remarkable, right? It tells you that the market will start to look at the federal government and say, Bail us out. Lower interest rates with the banks or come up with a stimulus plan or come up with a tax cut. So, that's worthy of note. There's fears that this may be the peak, along with concerns that rising inflation will prompt a strong interest rate response from the Fed, which could slow down what is expected to be above trend economic growth ahead. Elsewhere in the world of news, Brent crude oil tops $80 a barrel as market grows more concerned about Iranian sanctions. Wells Fargo shares are getting beat up again. Wells Fargo employees improperly altered or added information on documents related to corporate customers. Wow. That activity took place just last year. As the company was trying to comply with a regulatory consent order over anti-money lottery controls, Wells Fargo employees altered documents. Now, they're trying to keep pace with competitors. They're trying to keep pace with Wall Street. Managers know what's going on. Wells Fargo became aware of the behavior in recent months from employees. The bank is still investigating the matter and has reported the behavior to the Office of Comptroller of the Currency. Man, Wells Fargo. At one point, it was just bad enough that you, would, you could go in, open up an account, and it'd also your credit card that you didn't sign for. But now they're starting to alter documents after they've been you know, approved, and they're just trying to clean up what is being presented for legal reasons, and that's not good. So Wells Fargo is a San Francisco-based bank. It's trying to repair the damage from a fake account scam that to two years ago. The involved employees of its retail banking division created fake accounts. Hashtag not really you and yet you get a credit card. Huh, right?
1: Huh. Wow. Yeah, huh? Eight
2: hundred five one six twelve. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, missing documents prompted a leak of Trump lawyer Michael Cohen's bank records. Uh, a mess. The whole Michael it's Cohen bank issue is—it's a mess, right? Suspicious activity report about Trump lawyer Michael Cohen and payments made by new artists and AT&T to a shell company, Essential Consultants, it was leaked by a law enforcement official. There was missing data about more than three million in additional transactions related to Cohen's account with First Republic Bank.
1: That's terrible.
2: Man, I'll tell you what. <laughs> uh, one of the things I like to do as an investor is is to share with you what I see, and I hope you do the same with me. I think we've got a good relationship, but cash to- very rarely tells lies. Revenue can to- tell total lies, but cash flow tells very few lies. So it's tough for a bank to for you to get a bank to lie for you. That's why the Wells Fargo story is so damning because they're altering documents but the Trump story is altering documents as well and you don't want to do that with, with financials. You just It's too it's too easy to get caught. The official who leaked the report said two more reports that should have been present in the Treasury Department's Financial Crimes Enforcement Network were also missing. And that covers over $3 million in additional transactions so someone was pulled out of the system and it's tied towards a hush deal, right? Um, we'll see. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show.
1: on AM 1220 KDOW.
2: Money investing and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. Um, I can't say that enough, or maybe I can say it enough. So, 800 516 1220 to get your calls on the air. One of the areas I want to briefly discuss is California home prices and just some ramifications because there's a big story in the New York Times about this today the cost of a hot economy in California. And I live in California, and I've been looking at other locations inside of California. But for the same bang for my buck, maybe a warmer climate, maybe warmer sand, something along those lines. Maybe half the year there, half a year here kind of thing. The full-fledged housing crisis has gripped California, where the lack of affordable homes and apartments for middle-class families is severe. The median cost of a home now is a staggering $500,000, which is twice the national cost. Homelessness in the state is surging. In Los Angeles, booming with construction and signs of prosperity, some people have given up on finding a place and have moved into vans with makeshift kitchens, hidden away in quiet neighborhoods. In Silicon Valley, an international symbol of wealth and technology, lines of parked RVs are a daily testimony to the challenges of finding an affordable place to call home. Some employees are living in their parking lots. Um... There, inside this article, it, it, they quoted a woman who was a nurse. She goes, "I make really good money, and it's frustrating that I can't afford to live close to my job. She commutes two hours a day from her home. So, I know the feeling. You know, um, I'm wealthy. I don't feel like I'm living a wealthy lifestyle, but I feel like I'm 15 minutes from the beach, three hours from great skiing. You know, uh, pretty good weather year-round. Uh, I feel good." feel good. As O.J. Simpson once said, I feel good. Um, The extreme rise in housing costs has emerged as a threat to the state's future economy and its quality of life. It's pushed the debate over housing to the center of the state and a lot of local politics. Um, Neighborhood groups and local electric officials are demanding an end to strict zoning and planning regulations. My city that I loved and fell in into charming love with eight years ago is now turning into a s-hole, a rat hole, a rat race. Um, I don't really have friends because they're all working so hard to make ends meet. And, you know, the friends that I have are from outside the area. The extreme rise in housing costs has emerged as a threat to my quality of life. So lawmakers in California and Sacramento is where our lawmakers work are considered extraordinary legislation to crack down on communities that have systemically delayed or derailed housing construction proposals, often at the behest of local neighborhood groups. Now, I don't want that construction because I kind of liked having a small town, not even a city, a town. And they just started construction on 200 new units. They just finished construction on about 300 new units right across the street from each other. That's a lot of housing coming in. And they're not changing their plans for high schools or elementary schools or anything like that. They're not changing their plans for roads. They're just getting more people packed in. Uh, once the city got an in out burger, it just exploded. And that explosive cost of housing have spread like wildfire around the state. There's no longer a coastal elite housing problem. This is a problem that's in big swaths of the state. It's damaging the economy, it's damaging the environment. People are getting pushed into longer commutes. So California has had this economic boom, crisis of the price of the state's economic boom is, you know, housing costs, tax revenue is up, unemployment's down, the churning economy has run up against 30 years of resistance to the kind of development experts say is urgently needed. So for years and years and years, California just turned its nose and said, no, 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 we don't need to really think about um, adding roads or, or apartments or a place where our teachers can live. California has always been a desirable place to live, and over the decades it's gone through some spasms of high housing costs, but that combination of a booming economy and lack of construction have made the, it the worst housing crisis in memory. Housing in L.A., San Francisco, San Jose, and San Diego have jumped 75% over the past five years. So you have one uh, politician sponsoring a bill that says one out of 130 housing measures um, ultimately has been put forward in legislation. 130. And it's going to restrict one of the biggest development tools the community wields, the ability to use zoning, environmental, and procedural laws to thwart projects. So you feel crap now, it's going to get more cramped. But maybe you flood the market with enough low-cost housing that some people start going, you know what, I don't need 2,500 square feet, I need 1,600. You know what, I don't need 1,600, I need 1,200. So Governor Jerry Brown is going to do something this year, in theory, as far as a you know, broad housing package, trying to intend to encourage the construction of housing for middle- and lower-income families. So, And a lot of times, you know, that sounds great, but the reality is, is um, low-income housing is turning into 400-square-foot apartments which is fine for some people, but it's really not a solution. This gives developers a great gift and not giving residents and voters a chance to cast their opinions. Um, the worsening housing crisis has created a political environment where prospects for state housing intervention appear more likely than ever. In prop 13, you'll get some you'll get some turnover and when you do, you'll get higher tax revenue. I think we're at a breaking point in California. The, doubt created, the drought that we had last year and the year before and the year before and the year before and the year before has created opportunities to push forward water policy that would have been impossible before. Now, Given the breadth and depth of the housing crisis in a lot of parts of California, creates opportunities for the legislature that's never existed before. California has had a process that sets a number of housing units, including low-income units, that each city should build over the next several years based on projected growth. A friend of mine lived in San Francisco, and there was like a kind of a small school that was very low profile. You didn't even notice it. They got destroyed, and they put five buildings up one for luxury, and four for uh, low income and, you know, uh, kind of charitable housing. It's hard to say exactly what projects are going to get done and what projects aren't, but like Los Gatos. It's a long running dispute over proposed development for 320 homes in that city. Um, cities regularly make developments smaller than their zoning allows, something that gradually chips away at the future housing production. California is the toughest market in the United States for first time home buyers, and the cost of housing is beyond the reach of almost everyone. Despite having some of the highest wages in the nation, the state has also the highest adjusted poverty rate. It's a beautiful place, beautiful weather, beautiful people, terrific economy. Um, you got to build a lot to accommodate everyone that wants to be here. Coastal cities have the worst housing problems. They've got the most scarce land. The high cost of all housing is first and foremost that result of a failure to build. Take a look at Santa Barbara, and they, they refuse to build. So the state's added about 311,000 housing units over the past decade. Or 75% of what economists say is needed. So a lot of measures, a lot of of votes, a lot of elections are going to be tied in California to what we're able to pull off and or not pull off with future housing. And and what does it look like to you? For me, it makes me want to move. Um, It's not that I don't want low-income housing. It's that I don't want more people near me. So, if I do, I want more bang for my buck. That's just me, though, right? So, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Bitcoin and ETH, Ethereum, Ethereum, both crashed over the weekend. Bitcoin fell below 2000 for the first time since May seventeen hit a weekend low of 1758 before rallying back to 1900 bitcoin continues to be plagued by uncertainty stemming from disagreements amongst the currency developers over how best to run the blockchain uh, platform bitcoin is traded on a lot of people think bitcoin's been moving higher this year in large part because of ransomware companies don't want to admit they've been hacked so they pay the ransomware Typically in bitcoins is what people want. What the pirates are, mate. Give me bitcoin, not gold. Give me a woman, not gold. So Disney plans an Epcot makeover. It's a world of laughter, a world of fear. The the big golf ball. Um, You know, the Epcot Center. Uh, Roller coaster and a Ratatouille-themed ride are among the new attractions that will be added. Uh, part of Disney's efforts to infuse the 35-year-old future and culture theme park with more of its character brands. They're going to focus on major storytelling and immersive experiences. They're planning other domestic parks, and it's bid to keep gate turnstiles turning by maximizing fans' familiarity with its movies. This is all part of what came out of D23 Expo in Anaheim this weekend. So they also showed a lot of movies that they're working on. They showed you know, a lot of their ideas. Uh, what was missing big time was the... Han Solo movie. We got, we got a little more behind the scenes of The Last Jedi, but it felt like something is really wrong with that Han Solo movie. I'll
1: Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Roberto Negro, Ed O'Leary.
2: Chuy Mendez. Chuy Mendez. Hola. you remember I'm so culturally wrong? When I was like, I want to say like maybe 12, 13 years old, you get cable TV and you get the Spanish channel. And you didn't know what it was called then. You didn't know that, you know, there was Telemundo and stuff like that. Because on the East Coast, East Coast is a little more European focused and the West Coast is a little more Spanish Mexican. Culturally um, inclusive, um, but remember when you'd watch and it'd be like Stephen Colbert did a, a brilliant parody of it, where he'd play a Mexican TV guy and he'd have two really good-looking women in bikinis standing by him and just going, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah," like, and it was so sexist, it was so wrong. And America grows up on that, and we're like, we think that's what it is.
3: That's all I got. But it kind of is. I lived in. Um, it was kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I lived in Panama. Rob Black and Your Show was canceled, sadly, on May six, two thousand. With help of Tony Mendez, right?
2: No doubt. Um, okay. Real estate. Uh, what what angle should we hit today?
3: Hmm. I think we, you said you wanted to talk about buying a second home or vacation homes. Maybe that was a topic we, we started talking about how people are looking for more space. Um, property value, properties here are, that that's, are being built are smaller. Single family homes are. That's expensive. an interesting question. Which would you rather
2: have? And when you have small children, they'll say things yeah. like, "Which would you rather have a baby full of a truck full of baby of baby a truck full of da- of uh, a truck full and because they have speech problems a truck full of dead babies or a truck full of bowling balls?" And like, I, I guess I'd rather have a truck full of dead, of bowling balls. Like, wrong. Truck full of dead babies are easier to
3: unload. You use a pitchfork. <laughs> and like, whoa. Are you crazy? Kids are smart. So, um. Would you rather have a second home or a vacation home? Okay,
2: which would you rather have? Would you rather have a small home in the area you work, or a small home in the area, uh, a medium sized home in the area you work, or uh, a small home and a big home somewhere else? A vacation home, a getaway home. Right. Remember the police officer I told you about from Oakland? Mm hmm. He said, "I want to buy a home in Oakland." I'm like, "No, you don't. You want to rent." And he should have bought a home in Oakland. But in hindsight, I was wrong. But in hindsight, he bought in Oakland and also bought. It, he rented in Oakland and bought in Tampa,
3: where he was going to retire. Well, there's completely another angle right there. You have a lot of people who are renting that yeah. that may have saved a down payment, but it might not be sufficient for a even a condo here in the Bay Area, you know, seven eight hundred thousand dollar condo. But it might be great enough for a place in Arnold or. Tahoe or something like that yeah. And, as a second home, and they turn it into a vacation rental. They get a property management company or a vacation management company, which, by the way, costs an arm and a leg, but you get the the property filled. Um, they help you stage it and everything like that, and then you have another property, or you just buy a rental. And you, 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 you don't buy it in a vacation area. You buy it in a place where people need to rent. Um, it could be Sacramento. It could be Reno's. It could be anywhere in, in the country. Uh, but you don't have to buy where you live. So the whole renting angle is interesting, too, but you, you you know, I think I'd rather have a truck full of dead babies. I, no, I think I'd rather have a truck full of money, but um, that's easier to spend. Uh, and it rolls off the tongue a little bit better. Okay. I'd rather have a a, a smaller place where I work in a good school district, because now I have kids, I have to worry about that. And I'd rather have a vacation property that I can share with um so
2: you recently helped me yeah. get a mortgage on a place uh, in a luxury area that rhymes with Schmaho, shmake Schmaho, And uh, the real estate agent said something fantastic. He goes, I go, I might, I might keep this forever. I don't know if I want renters in it. I don't want about want Airbnb. I, like it, I want it to be mine. I don't want, you know, uh, the bad sex people, all their terms. No. And he goes, Rob, most people buy a luxury place for five to seven years. And they sell it. I'm like, really? So he goes, yeah. So you, as your kids get older, they're going to need the SATs. They're going to need to like, focus on their friends. And, and they sell it. And they, they moved somewhere. So what I'm, what I'm getting at is, here's an interesting art, uh, angle. Is Lake Tahoe and Sacramento, halfway in between it is a place called Auburn. So you get the old people who went to Lake Tahoe. As their kids get older, they're like, I don't want to shovel snow anymore. They don't want to pay taxes. They, they don't want to shovel snow. Yeah, they move down the hill. And then you get Sacramento, who's like, oh, the city's just become too congested. I want to go live in the country. They look at the country and they're like, Arnold, not Arnold, um, yeah. Auburn, Auburn. This is your real estate song. to do this. Yeah. So anyway, um, but it is interesting, you know, um, try to find a destination. Sometimes you find a destination from a destination. So, you know, Washington, D.C., their getaways are, you know, the Appalachians and the Atlantic, Atlantic Cities. No, and, and, no, uh, Ocean, Ocean Cities. Ocean oh, Cities. Oh, oh. oh, man. East Coast is not nice. Yeah. New York City's at least got Connecticut and Maine and like some really cool getaways and but Vermont. We, yeah, we had Ocean City. Ocean City. Man. Rehoboth. If you wanted to see people drinking two cases of natty beer at 7 in the morning on the beach, large enough that you honestly got concerned and wanted to push them back in the water because you thought a whale got stuck. A hairy whale. And you're like, Mom, there's a hairy whale down there. And it's just a dude from Jersey with two cases of Natty Bow that he's going to finish by the end of the day. I do no what happens. Ocean City, not, Ocean City, not, not, pretty. not pretty. What's that? Right. Uh, we don't have time for this. Anyway, Tony Mendez can get you your home. He can get you your second home. He can get you your condo, your starter home. Right. And when you're in a rental situation, start thinking that you're not paying property taxes and start saving that for a down payment. Yeah. You can find Tony Mendez at com. That's com. He is my mortgage lender numerous times over. Don't ask him silly questions like Fremont or San Bruno. San no, Bruno. San uh, Ramon. San Ramon. Or, don't ask silly questions. Get a loan. They're cheap money right now. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. And w- would I rather have a cheap loan? Oh, another show.